underestimate the power of the dark side. If you will not fight, then you will meet your destiny. Dobby has no master. Dobby is a free elf. And Dobby has come to save Harry Potter and his friends. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. Good afternoon, it is Girls on Film here on Radio Carom on a fabulous, beautiful, sunny afternoon, Kimmy. It's a lovely day, isn't it? And it's a really good day to be in the studio as well with you. It is indeed. We've got a cracker of a show lined up. We've got three movies today, my goodness. We have. I've been to the flicks twice and I've also sat down and watched a movie with you and you've got a series to do. I have. I thought I'd go down a bit of a nostalgia trip as well with a blast from the past too. So what movies have you been to see, Kimmy? Uh, I've seen two in the last fortnight. I've seen Air, the story of Nike and Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm, very and interesting. The Air Jordan. Uh, and I loved it. I really did. The second film I saw was Dungeons and Dragons, which um, surprised me, actually. I actually thoroughly enjoyed that, too. Well, I said, I'm going to do a blast from the past. We're going to go down memory lane. Do you know that Grey's Anatomy, they've just commissioned the 20th season and a whole new group of viewers are now starting to binge this show over on Disney Young People. So we'll have a look at um, Grey's Anatomy. Is it still going? It's still going. You're 20 seasons. Me. Can you believe it? I think it? I stopped at six. And we're going to start with um, this movie that went straight to Netflix, Murder Mystery 2, starring Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler. Let's have a listen, first of all, to the trailer. Mm. Bonjour. how handsome are you, man? I only have eyes for you. Oh, and now it's time for Blue! It's not the Maharaja. This is a distraction. From what? From the escape. The Maharaja's been kidnapped. And all of you are suspects. We're not going to be invited anywhere ever again. The real detectives have arrived. Wow. You must be the Spitzers. Yes. Yeah. Your reputations precede you. There you go. Not in a positive way, I'm afraid. Okay. Okay. Deliver $50 million to the Arc de Triomphe in Paris when the Maharaja dies. Well, he always wanted to go to Paris. Give us the money. All right, you got it. Shoot this guy! I don't want to kill anybody! 
you know, walk right he into the flame. He just right in. He's got the case. Well, there you go, Kim. The uh, trailer for Murder Mystery 2, of course, starring uh, Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler, which, of course, you can actually see over on Netflix. Now, Murder Mystery 2 is an American action comedy mystery film. All of those things in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's... Um, Bit of a rom-com, too. Yeah, and it's a sequel to the 2019 film Murder Mystery. Um, did you see the 2019 uh, yeah, absolutely. So I. Yeah, that I love that good. one. That was great because, I mean, they're the king and queen of the murder mystery rom-coms, aren't they? So obviously starring Je- um, Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler. So the plot, well, you know, we get to see it's four years after the escapades in Monte Carlo and Nick and Audrey Spitz mm-hmm. um, now work as full-time private detectives, albeit <laughs> not very good because um, obviously they solved the murder mystery in Murder Mystery 1 and they think they can make a career from it. However, their career isn't going going very well so they've accepted this the movie starts when they um have an invitation from their friend vikram who is the maharaja that you heard there in the uh trailer who gets kidnapped um, mm-hmm. but they they're invited to attend his wedding on his private island where they hope their association with him will lend their failing detective agency some professional credibility there they meet vic's french fiance claudette mm-hmm. his flirtatious business partner francisco his former fiancé, the Countess, her lady-in-waiting, Vic's uh, resident sister, Sarah, his ruthless bodyguard, Lou. Are you getting confused? That There's a lot of characters here, Kim. Yep. And the couple's very old friend, the Colonel, who is now missing his left arm after saving Vic <laughs> from an assassination <laughs> attempt strong. in Mumbai. So the wedding starts, but at the wedding, Audrey notices a cloaked figure following Vic's elephant and a dead body falls from the elephant and it turns out to be Vic's bodyguard Lou. Um, Nick suspects it's a diversion and he watches Vic's abductions by mysterious figures. Realising that once again they are ensnared in a conspiracy, the couple determines that at least two perpetrators must have been involved. One to create the diversion and the other to kidnap Vic. And so the murder mystery story begins. Mm. Him. Now, I tend to disagree with you after watching this film. I think they're quite good detectives. They are. <laughs> they're very funny ones. And in fact, um, this movie wasn't a blockbuster by any means. But it, it look, I had some really big belly laughs in this film. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Well, they're quite funny, and there's the the plot is, of course, that you know they um, haphazardly try and muddle their way through mm-hmm. a series of things, and the kidnappers will only negotiate, of course, with them, even though there's a former MI6 uh, hostage negotiator, mm-hmm. Connor Miller, who's being called in to try and help the process. So the kidnapper calls, and they task Nick, um, uh, you know, um, Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston to deliver a ransom of seventy million dollars to the Arc de Triomphe uh, in exchange for Vic and. Of course, a lot of calamities occur along the way and somehow they lose the uh, $70 million and don't get their hands on Vic. Yes, and uh, but look, can I tell you, some of the uh, production shots were phenomenal, like the Eiffel Tower, the Arc de Triomphe, as you said, the Champs-Élysées, was just uh, gorgeous in um, in the cinematography. So I thoroughly enjoyed that side of it. Um, I haven't I – can, can I just let you in on a little secret? Yes. I've left my glasses at home, Carenza. I can't see a thing. <laughs> I am absolutely blind without them. So I'm going off the top Memory. of my head because I have got no notes to refer to because they're on my phone and, of course, that is in very, very – very 
uh, little font. So here's the thing for me. I think if you like slapstick, mm. this is slapstick. It you know? is. It's, I mean, look, it passes the time. It's not. It's not a great film by any means, but it's it's a good little well, film. I think it's a shame actually because I thought the first one was really quite unique. It was and better, very, very, yes. very clever. And look, a sequel's always harder to do. It's mm-hmm. always harder to do. And I also think Jennifer Aniston is a brilliant comedy actress. She I'm is not a big fan of Adam Sandler. Oh, you've got to give him credit where he, credits due. I find him annoying. Um, really, but I did enjoy. I did enjoy the first murder mystery. This one, not so much. Kim, I think they have really good chemistry. I mean, this is the third film they've actually done together. They did another one about twelve years ago. It slips my mind the name of it, and I can't read my notes. But um, yeah, so <laughs> but all the same, they did a film. They did. They did a film, and I'm sure this won't be the last one that they do end up doing together. So, as do well. you reckon this is a good one that you might be able to watch with your kids? A bit of a family oh, for sure. movie for a laugh. For sure. This. Look, don't rush out and see it. There's a lot better on the Netflix uh, streamlining service at the moment and every other streaming service. But if you're after a, a rainy day movie or you're just quite bored and you just want to laugh, it's it's actually not a bad film. Well, did you know that Adam Sandler was actually nominated, here I am caning him, for a Best Comedic Performance at the 2023 MTV Mu- Movie and TV Awards. But for me... For this me- film. Yeah, for this film. Wow, yeah. Look, his acting wasn't atrocious. It was actually okay. For me, this is an average. It's a meh. I'd give it two and a half stars. Mm. You know, it passed away some time. Would I go back and watch it again? No. Um, But does that mean it was dreadful? No, not at all. It was just... And I do think second film sometimes, it's hard to follow up a first film, especially when it's a surprise success, which I actually think that was a bit of a surprise success. Yeah, well, Mark Strong was in it too, and he played a really good baddie, and I like him, so... Um, yeah, yeah. He brought some entertainment to it, as as did um, I think her name is Melanie Laurent, um, the the fiance. The oh, yeah, the fiance. She was actually quite good too, although very very minimal role. Um, but look, I I agree with you. I'm going to give it two and a half stars and match yours. So you are listening to the girls on film. Let's have some music now. You've chosen Sunny Bono, Kim. I have. Look, you know who can miss the old Sunny and Cher? Obviously, Cher's not singing in this, but. This is one of my favourite songs of all time, Bang Bang. And the girls on film here. You shot me down. On radio, Bang Bang. I was five and he was six. We rode on horses made of sticks. He wore black and I wore white. He would always win the fight Bang, bang He shot me down Bang, bang I hit the ground Bang, bang That awful sound Bang, bang My baby shot me down Seasons came and changed the time I grew up, I called him mine He would always laugh and say Remember when we used to play Bang, bang I shut you down Bang, bang You hit the ground Bang, bang That awful sound Bang, bang I used to shoot you down Just for me the church bells rang 
I don't know why Until this day sometimes I cry He didn't even say goodbye He didn't take the time to lie Bang, bang He shut me down Bang, bang I hit the ground Bang, bang That awful sound Bang, bang My baby shut me Hi, I'm Freddie from Freddie's Kitchen. Let's get behind Radio Karam. Go Karam. Come on Freddie's Kitchen in Station Street for a coffee and something nice to eat. Yeah, the pizzas are great. In fact, all the food rates down at Freddy's Caram Station Street. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. It's a pizza. It's a mystic pizza. You know, Kimmy, whenever I hear that ad, I always feel like a pizza and a coffee down at Freddy's here in Station Street in Caram. Fantastic friend and sponsor of Radio Caram. Absolutely. And their pasta is good too, as I say every week, because I am a bit partial to one of their pastas or any of their pastas, really. Yeah. So this week, I took myself along to the pictures by myself. The pictures. You didn't accompany me this week. No. Uh, and I saw Air. Now, it's not a film that I would have jumped to see. Oh, however, no pun intended. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, however, um, it was about the only thing on. So, uh, I decided that, you know, I'll give it a shot. And I'm so glad I did because it's the best film I have seen in so very long. So, let's listen to the trailer. 1984 has been a tough year. Our sales are down, our growth is down. Sonny, I brought you in here to grow the basketball business. People don't know what the hell a Nike is. What's a Converse? NBA all-star shoe. There's nothing cool about Nike. You would have to have a pretty compelling pitch. I can tell them the one thing the other companies can't compete with. Our basketball division is terrible. I do not love it. This is where you come up with a brilliant idea that no one else can see. Let's hear it. I got it. I found him. Who's that? Jesus? Can't afford it. I'm willing to bet my career on one guy. My name's Sonny Vaccaro. I'm with Nike. Do you typically make it a habit of showing up at people's front doors unannounced? I don't like to take no for an answer. Oh, man. Here we go. You ask me what I do here. This is what I do. I find you players, and I feel it this time. Okay, it's risky. When you were selling sneakers out of the back of your Plymouth, that was risky. Don't change that now. For a rookie? Yes. Who's never set foot on an NBA court. That's the literal definition of rookie. Yeah. What's the plan? We build a shoe line around just him. I need the greatest basketball shoe that's ever been made. Who's the player? Michael Jordan. 
It's a, a new release um, and it's a biographical, a biographical, biographical uh, sports drama film um, and it's based on Nike. Uh, some say Nike but in this film they actually pronounce it Nike which I was um, quite happy about because I'm always being corrected by my kids. Um, and look, it's a film that's directed by Ben Affleck and he is a brilliant director. I mean, who can forget him in directing Argo of which he got an Oscar for. He's also um, got another Oscar with ben, um, with Matt Damon too for writing the screenplay of, what was the film um, he wrote the screenplay? Goodwill Hunting, that's correct. Um, yeah, so as you can see, I'm winging it because I cannot read my notes. But um, look, it's based on the events uh, around the origin of Air Jordan, uh, which is associated with none other than Michael Jordan, the greatest basketballer of all time. Awesome shoes. That's right. And some would say the greatest sportsman of all time. Um, And so it centres around a Nike employee uh, who we heard in the trailer, uh, whose name is Sonny Vicaro, uh, Vicaro, who is played by none other than um, Matt Damon, who does a wonderful job playing him. And isn't that fascinating in the history, because the history of this film, that Nike was on the verge of actually shutting down their basketball shoe division. I mean, can you believe this company with no basketball shoes today was just unheard of? This was an incredible true story. It was back in 1984, and as you said, they were going downhill. and and, um, Were they going to shut it down? Well, Converse were the only basketball shoe that any real basketballer would wear at the time. Um, And Adidas was uh, actually owned by a German who had, um, well, um, I'm just going by what I've been told, um, some uh, really uh, not very good associations with uh, the Nazi party. So um, it was very... yeah, it was a really, really incredible film because it was a true story, obviously. And um, look, Michael Jordan wasn't associated with this film, but um, he he did uh, talk to Ben Affleck during the making of it, and he said prior to it going uh, ahead with production that he would only back it if it was uh, if his mother was played by none other than Viola Davis, which uh, she was superb. And funnily enough, the person who plays her husband in the film is actually her husband in real life. So uh, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, look, it's got a great cast. As I said, Ben Affleck directs it but stars in it as well as Matt Damon and Jason Bateman, who I absolutely love, and Viola Davis, of course. So, um, look, it, it does. It, it's it's um, it's an amazing, amazing film and, and it's – a. Back then, uh, Nike was uh, based in Oregon and uh, Converse and Adidas were the only two really 
um, you know, big car- sports shoe companies that were doing it. So uh, Michael Jordan was always going to sign with Adidas because he was an Adidas fan. And what happened was uh, this young or middle-aged guy, Son- Sonny, decided that he w- wanted Michael Jordan and he, he was going to make a shoe or get a shoe made um, without the backing basically of any of his um, of the Nike, uh, you know, executives and so forth. So he went ahead and had it all done behind the scenes and then, you know, basically produced it to his boss who was played by Ben Affleck with an amazing afro, I should say, or curly hair. Um, and uh, all through it, he wasn't backed at all. And then um, he decided to go behind the company's back and he went and knocked on Michael Jordan's parents' home. And um, and the rest is history. He, they, I mean, he basically sold himself as a genuine person rather than a big, huge, uh, multi-million dollar, you know, uh, sports, um, you know, manager or whatever. So, yeah, uh, he made a few enemies along the way and, um, yeah, basically got it over the line, as we all know today, made wow. the shoe. Now, back then, the shoe was only allowed to have, uh, I think it was 20% colour in it. So and there was um, a five thousand dollar fine, which in nineteen eighty four was a massive uh, wow. fine. That would have been a big per fine. game if anyone broke those rules. So he made this shoe all red and white and with a bit of blue on it. Sent it out and said, "I don't mind. We'll just pay the five thousand um, dollar fine every every game he played." The rest is history. Michael Jordan still makes four hundred million dollars today from those shoes a year per annum just for the shoes alone because Viola Davis's character the mother actually uh, negotiated that but for every shoe that was sold by Nike and this is you've got to remember this is before Michael Jordan was even playing in the NBA he mm. was only a rookie uh, playing you know uh, college basketball when when this deal was mm. negotiated so um, yeah uh, she negotiated that he would get a partial commi- uh, commission for for each uh, shoe sold and that Mission is still earning him $400 million per annum today. That's incredible. Well, this film's done very well at the box office too, Kim. It's actually grossed over $70 million since yeah. it's gone to um, air. And of course, it's on at the cinemas now. You could go and see it today mm-hmm. if you wanted to in all of the cinemas here across Australia. I won't be surprised if this earns a lot of Oscar nominations for next season. Well, you think it was that good? I think Ben will get another one for, for directing this film because it really was good. And, and I think, you know, it's an all-American kind of... Um, um, uh, film. Uh, it's for everybody, and I think it just it highlights, you know, the underdog of America, and you know where you can actually go. And I think, you know, for a lot of young college basketball uh, players, especially the African American players, um, you know, they'll all go along and see this, you know, to see their hero. So your star rating today, Kimmy? My star rating is. Uh, um, I don't know if I can give five, so I'm going to go four and a half. It's very close to five. I'm going to go 4.75, actually. And I'm I'll, very close. I'll match you on the 4.75, yeah, too. Yeah. Now, what song have you picked? Um, I've picked Time After Time um, by uh, Cindy Lauper. Uh, it's a great uh, soundtrack on this one, but um, yeah, I went and saw uh, Cindy recently, so hence, let's hear her. <laughs> You're listening to The Girls on Film here on Radio Karen. Hi, I'm Dr. Floyd Gomes, uh, a.k.a. Atticus Health with Dr. Floyd, you might recall, and it's great to be here at Radio Carum. Don't worry about a thing, because Atticus Health 
who'll make, make you feel alright. Don't worry about a thing. Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright. If you got a tummy ache, or you don't feel right. Or if you have a nasty rash, keeping you up at night. Don't worry, don't worry about, about a thing. thing. Don't worry. Because <laughs> Atticus Health will make, make you feel all right. Well, we are sticking with the movies. Keep going with that popcorn because um, <laughs> there's some good stuff on at the movies at the moment, Kim. There is, there is. And I've been getting myself along, as you know. So I saw Dungeons and Dragons, um, which was subtitled Honor Among Thieves. And once again, not a movie that I would have picked. However, I was accompanied by my daughter who chose the movie and said that she'd heard it was really good. So um, my thoughts on that were, uh, and I went along and I was uh, just, um, blown away actually I really love this film it was very um, how can I describe it uh, a, a mixture of Lord of the Rings I guess kind of you know that yeah, kind okay. of been a little bit of Game of Thrones in PG kind of form <laughs> PG uh, yeah <laughs> uh, look great cast uh, Chris Pine and um, Hugh, Hugh Grant um, were just brilliant uh, but let's listen to the trailer you're listening to the girls on film here on Radio Caram. on your knees Okay, chop it off. Chop it off. Let's do it. Oh, we got him now. You know what? I'm thinking there are probably sharper stairs somewhere else. We're thieves, but we help the wrong person steal the wrong thing and unleash the greatest evil the world has ever known. The Red Wizards created an army of the undead. Sounds lovely. Quite the opposite. I know, I was being ironic. I find irony is a blade that cuts he who wields it most especially. You're not a lot of fun, are you? How are we gonna pull this off? We're gonna need a team. You need cooling. Follow me to the orifice. The orifice? I'll go last. Let's go! I don't mind that. He missed. No, that's not good. Aren't you sick of failing? We can die. There's worse things than dying. I lost everything that ever mattered to me. And if we quit now, that's for nothing. I don't want to see you die, which is why I'm going to leave the room. This ends now. The bridge is protected by an ancient trap, which yes. must trigger the mechanism. I may have triggered the mechanism. Yes, 
here I go again. So three generations of my Colpin family went along and saw this film, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves, with my mother my da- and my daughter. I went along to Village in Karingal, which is a great place uh, to get yourself along. And can I say, Karenza, I, was, uh, I haven't been to that cinema for a while and they've done a, an amazing food court in that area now with a lot of really good restaurants. So uh, if you haven't been for a while, you'd be quite surprised at how much it's grown. So I've got to tell you, Kim, growing up as a kid right in the 80s, I always thought, you know, I mean, Stranger Things have made it cool again, but I always thought Dungeons and Dragons was just a really daggy kind of board game that only yeah. well, this is played. Yeah. Well, this is based on that tabletop role-playing game, which I really, um, you know, have no interest in, to be honest. Uh, but it's actually, it's I think it's pretty loosely based, and I pr- they've probably done that to try and get a lot of people in, which it, I think it worked because uh, it, it was a blockbuster um, and, it, and it had amazing... Um, you know, takings at the box office in its in its initial release. Well, even the board game, like when we were kids growing up, it had a cult following, didn't it? I mean, it had a massive cult following, the actual yeah. board game. And, of course, with um, Stranger Things, that made suddenly Dungeons & Dragons really, really cool again because that's what all well, the kids were playing. Yeah, and it's still got a, a massive, um, you know, fan base now um, with that. I know I have friends that actually play it and they actually have nights where they all get together and they play it online, which is, is it's so, to me, it's another world. But it's you know so they are younger people. Yeah. <laughs> is this basically taking the concept of the board game and turning it into a movie? It's not you're not watching a movie where people are playing the game. It's actually no, no. bringing the game to life. Yeah, and, and I, look like for someone that's never ever played the game and know nothing about it, I'd suggest that it's very loosely based. I wouldn't say look as I said before, it's very um, Lord of the Rings, and the cinematography is amazing. It's a, it's a really it's actually a really good film. I really loved it um and, and and as i said hugh hugh grant um chris pine michelle rodriguez played a good supporting role as well and how do you say it rige jean uh page oh, the guy from bridgerton yeah he was very very good in it too Didn't that show really catapult him into fame oh yes and um look he was really good in this film in, in fact um uh, I, was, I was quite surprised because he, you know he's he tended to be a little bit typecast in in it so uh in bridgerton didn't so, yeah, but um, look, it, it was centred around a thief, Ed, Edgren, I think his name was. As I said, I don't have my notes. Um, and he uh, was a, a bard that it starts with his in, he's in prison. And um, just as he's about to be released, unbeknownst to him that he's about to be released, he escapes. Uh, so um, <laughs> uh, just as they're about to say, you know, you, you're, you're basically free, free, he jumps out the window um, yes. and basically takes off so what led him to prison was the fact that his wife uh and uh was killed by um you know the people of the of the red wizards and uh, he was <clears throat> kind of in a he was you know like a musketeer of the day like i think they were called harpers or, or whatever in this show but uh, like a musketeer or or uh, you know someone that was protecting um, people and whatever, he played a role similar to that. And um, when he was leaving, he actually stole something and uh, the consequences of the Red Red Wizard and the consequences were that they went and killed his wife when he wasn't there. So he was very despondent. Uh, he had a daughter, so he turned to thievery and hence, you know, honour among thieves. Um, but he always in the back of his, um, you know, consciousness, he was always going to be a harper, although he did, um, you know, he, he, he lost 
he's lost his way basically. Uh, and along the way, he finds uh, another Harper who is played by our Bridgerton man, and uh, they go on a quest. And um, yeah, it's so the story unravels. So you said three, three generations of you went to the movies to see this. So yeah. yourself, your mother, and your daughter. Yeah, did it appeal to all three it did. generations? It did. Well, Mum and I are huge Hugh Grant fans, and he played the baddie. No, it's hard to imagine. Sorry, Hugh Grant in something that's not a rom com, Kim. Yeah, exactly. Although he did play that one where he played that English mobster. Remember recently, The Gentleman, which was a brilliant show. You remember The Gentleman? No, it was you know a great my show. My memory's dreadful. Yeah, well, he played. Look, he starts off, he's, he's a friend, but obviously a betrayal uh, occurs. And, um, yeah, he, he becomes um, basically a... Um, a baddie. Yeah, a baddie, but he becomes a kind of king of, of the whole entire uh, village. And uh, he takes his... the While um, what's-his-name's in prison, because he gets re-imprisoned, um, he brings up his... Forge brings up his daughter as his own. Uh, and then he breaks out and tries to, you know, get her back and, and everything else. But, look, it's um, – yeah, it, it's a really good film and I'd, I'd suggest that people go along and see it. Don't be perturbed or put off by, by the name uh, Dungeons and Dragons. You and don't have sort of the stereotypes that you yeah. – like me, that you've conjured up in your oh, mind look, about what Dungeons and Dragons is yeah, as a board game. Yeah, that's right. And, look, my daughter, um, you know, she wanted to see this because she'd heard fr- from others that it had really nothing to do with the board game and that it was actually quite good and she was right. Um, I really liked it. I'm not going to know. Fans of the board game Kim will be very angry with you now, and will yeah. be writing to us at Girls on Film saying, "Excuse me, this Bring board game is magnificent." <laughs> Bring it on! Um, look, I'm sure the board game is magnificent, and if I was a little bit younger, I'd probably have a go myself. But so stars for this film. Uh, it's once again. Look, it kept me entertained throughout the whole thing, and I really, really enjoyed it. In fact, all three of us did. Um, what I well, give that's it pretty good for a stars? film to appeal no. to three different generations of people. Oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah, look, it had ev- something for everyone really, and um, we were all co- quite surprised. It's just how good it was. Um, I'm going to give it three and a half. Three and a half stars, and I'll match your three and a half stars here on the girls on film, reviewing some great movies for you to get out now to the movies and go and see. Um, and let's play some music. This is Tame Impala, good Aussie band. Yeah, and Wings of Time. Called T-A-D To remodel my place Said I wanted it to be That kind of place Knee deep in the reno Sinking in our fight Other shonky builders Waking me up at night And Adam plays the boss man He listens to the customer Don't you remember He built this kitchen He built this kitchen with T.A.D. We built this kitchen We built this kitchen with T.A.D. We built this kitchen We built this kitchen with T.A.D. (laughs) 
Yep, you are listening to the Girls on Film here on Radio Caram and a brand new sponsor for us here at Radio Caram, TAD Cabinets, um, doing all sorts of things fabulous for your kitchens and bathrooms. And it's great to um, get behind and support the local businesses that support us here at Radio Caram. So please get in touch with TAD Cabinets if you need um, a new kitchen, a new bathroom or cabinets for your home. Kimmy, we've been to the movies three times, but we're going to bring it home now with um, a nostalgic Mm -hmm. television show. Can you believe that Grey's Anatomy has just been commissioned for a 20th season? I can't, actually. 20 (laughs) seasons, a show that started a long, long time ago. Let's have a listen to the trailer for Grey's Anatomy. Now, do you know it's got a whole new uh, legion of fans? Really? Yeah, in the UK it's being broadcast in America on Netflix and young kids are flocking to it in their thousands. And here in Australia, the same thing actually over on um, Disney+. Plus. Do you know even that my kids, their friends are binge watching it too. So uh, Grey's Anatomy, let's have a listen to the trailer. I don't have a story. I'm just a girl in a bar. Just a guy in a bar. When something begins, you generally have no idea how it's going to end. O'Malley, Yang, Gray, Stephen. Rule number one, don't bother sucking up. I already hate you. That's not going to change. The house you are going to sell becomes your home. The roommates you are forced to take in become your family. You're my sister. You're my family. You're all I've got. And the one night stand you were determined to forget becomes the love of your life. This is forever. The seven years you spend here as a surgical resident will be the best and worst of your life. You will be pushed to the breaking point. This is your starting line. This is your arena. How well you play, that's up to you. The interns, grunts, nobodies, bottom of the surgical food chain. You run labs, write orders, and you work every second night until you drop. And you don't complain. Trauma protocols, phoneless pagers. The nurses will page you, you answer every page at a run. Let's move, people. Are you serious? As a heart attack. (laughs) Cardio humor. Oh, yes, sir. I am laughing, just not externally. This is a hospital, people. Serious work happens here. 30 second dance party. Dancer fired. Look me in the eye and promise no loves like I love. Actually, I prefer to be called ruler of all that is evil. They're calling me 007, aren't they? Is that what you call Meredith and Christina? The Twisted Sisters? That's the Nazi? I thought the Nazi would be the Nazi. So what you do on your bad days? Make out with Dr. McTreamy. McSteamy. Ah, there it is. Your brain works, okay? So all you need to do is form a word. I love you and I think that you love me too. You're my husband, and I think I'm falling in love with you. I, I love you. I, I do. I just, I... I love you, Christine. All you can do is be brave enough you. to get out there. You, love you fought. Me. You loved. You lost. Walk tall, Torres. You say you're dark and twisty. Yes, you marry me and have a fall. Track came out of nowhere. It's a strength. And we give them a chance, and we try everything, and then when there's nothing left to do, I'm supposed to just walk away. She's pregnant. You wouldn't shoot a woman who's pregnant. What happened to you? You're my person. I need you alive. You make me brave. 
The years we spend as surgical residents will be the best and worst of our lives. We will be pushed to our breaking point. This is the start. There you go, the trainer for Grey's Anatomy. It kind of ended, ended rather suddenly, yeah, <laughs> un- unexpectedly, a bit like um, some of the lives on Grey's Anatomy. So it is a – oh, yeah, go. I was going to say, just before we start, yeah. Karenza, please tell me that McSteamy and McDreamy, if that's what they're still called, are still in it. Well, no, Kim. They, no, they don't make it to the end, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. So, look, it is an American medical drama television series. That's a mouthful, isn't it? It premiered back in 2005 on ABC in America as a mid-season replacement and here it is some 20 seasons later and as you heard in the trailer it focuses on the lives of surgical interns residents and attendings as they develop into seasoned doctors whilst balancing their personal and professional relationships now the title wasn't originally going to be called um, Grey's Anatomy Kim they had a bunch of other names before they settled on uh, Grey's which is of course a classic human anatomy textbook first published in 1858 in London there you go something every day so it's obviously uh, Shonda Rhimes has developed um, initially the pilot and then the the, se- the series until 2015 mm-hmm. um, and it's it's a blockbuster show it's 19 um, seasons right through now and the 20th has been just commissioned and it focuses on the life of um, we all know Dr Meredith Grey mm-hmm. played by Ellen Pompeo um, and she, she can't leave, can she? <laughs> well, f- funnily enough, she actually leaves halfway through season nineteen. Does she? Yes, now? she does indeed. So, what are they going to do with the name? Yeah, well, I don't know. It's a um, it's no longer great. It's an ensemble cast. Yes. Yeah. So she starts as an intern, later becomes working away all all the way up to chief of um, general surgery, whilst complicating, I suppose, showing the complications of her life. And it's made some. This show has had some humongous stars that have come well, through look, it. I, I suppose that's where a lot of um, their careers were made. I mean. Sandra Oh, she was just incredible. And I, do you know what? I did watch this series, but I actually gave it up when she left. Yeah, well, she left in season 10, I believe. So there you go. I watched 10 episodes, uh, 10 series. <laughs> 10 seasons. So, uh, you know, it's obviously Catherine Heigl, who's gone on as well after, of um, you know, a, a hiatus because she got herself into a spot of hot of water here. One of your favourite series yes. that you wanted to do again today. But I said, come on, Karenza, we can only do that once. Fire, fire, lane. And of course, Patrick Dempsey as well mm-hmm. um, as Mc. Dreamy. So do you know it's the longest running scripted primetime show currently airing on the ABC? Um, and um, yeah, it's capitulated them into world, worldwide yeah. fame and recognition. And in fact, Ellen Pompeo regularly makes the Forbes top 10 list of um, richest, you know, uh, women. Well, that's basically. all she's really known for, though, isn't it? I mean, seriously, she's uh, just gone along and, and it's, it's a bit like um, you know some people on Young and the Restless and whatever they've made their name right through on one show and yeah but she gets half a million dollars an episode oh Kim. I know That's I know good. yeah uh, look I'm not I'm not uh, bagging her I think she's obviously you know carried the show for a very long time well, amongst others forget this it was the highest earning revenue show on television in terms of advertising in 2007-8 that's when it was yeah. at its peak mm. in 2017 some 10 years later it was still ranked 10th on that list and in 2023, this year, it's still 10th on the list of on-demand programs that people watch today. So it's growing. It's crazy, really, It's growing it? its audience yeah. all around with the world wow. with a whole new bunch of viewers who want to follow, you know, Meredith and Derek's story, you know. Do you also know that every episode shares its name with a song title and a, by a popular artist? All like except the, one. What one? 
uh, a show that was actually specifically about family violence. And instead, they gave the the show title for that show was the phone number of um, the Family Violence Helpline in America. Oh, what a good idea! That's amazing. Oh, I, I did not know that. Well, there you go. But you do know that there are a lot of episodes titled after the Beatles and REM. Oh, phenomenal! Yeah, yeah. The, the song titles. Every other episode. Yeah. I mean, there's some. 400 and something episodes of this show to watch. Oh, look, you know, you've almost sold it to me. I might go back when I get really bored with something and uh, and have a, another rewatch. But Patrick Dempsey, um, just so you know, what before he um, got this role, he was actually auditioning for the role of House on House, none other than the one that, what's his name? Uh, Hugh, Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie got. Uh, yeah, and the first... Um, the first person to refer to Dr. Shepherd Patrick Dempsey was uh, as McDreamy was Sandra O oh in the second episode. Well, there you go. So, as I said, the series follows the life of Meredith Grey. Um, she's the daughter of the famous general surgeon Ellis Grey. Now, her, that's her mother, really famous, and she's you in know, real life. No, 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 oh, no. In the, the show, in the show. Okay. and um, but her mother's gone on to get Alzheimer's. Oh, and so, that's right. I remember now. It's all coming back to that's me. That's right, flooding back. And so you see um, Meredith juggling her life, being an intern, yes. trying to work, living in the shadow of her mother, but no one knows that her mother has Alzheimer's. And one night she meets in the bar this gorgeous guy. They go home. They have a, a special night together, and then the next day she goes into the hospital. First day on a job. There he is. And there he is. That's right. I do Dr. Derek Shepherd. Yes, That's right. Or McDreamy. It's coming back to me now. And then you know we follow. It's her and basically her group of friends. You know who were the interns at the same time. So Christina Yang, mm-hmm. who was played by Sandra, Sandra O. o. Yep. Izzy, um, who's Catherine Heigl, Alex yes. Karev, yep. uh, Justin Chambers, and George O'Malley. Now actually, um, oh George O'Malley, I yes. remember him. And then one thing about Grey's Anatomy is they're not afraid to kill off big characters. No, he was huge when they got rid of him, obviously. Um, and look, they were quite controversial in the day because back then there weren't a lot of same-sex, um, you know, uh, relationships on either. And I think that they portrayed that with both male and female roles. They did. They they certainly broke ground in a number of in a number of themes um, throughout throughout really the show. And I've got to say, I, I loved Grey's Anatomy. I think it's it's a brilliant show. It kept me hooked. Um, mm. And it's I'm not surprised. There's a whole new genre of people going and watching it. It's something that you've never seen watch it because it will grip you this is a show that will i was chatting to a friend who's watched the whole thing as well it'll make you laugh it'll make you cry randomly i think in about season 11 um oh my goodness um Thurman and louise star what's her name gina davis pops up okay in, in, in a major role in it too so i mean this has had a phenomenal star cast mm. and the acting is superb phenomenal um it's had two spin-offs Oh, what are they? Uh, oh, my goodness. Now you're going to I put you me. on the spot, you didn't are. I? Um, <laughs> private practice, of oh, course. Oh, I remember that too. Which had uh, Derek's wife, yeah. Addison Montgomery, yes, of um, course. go and set up and do. Yes. And then there's a second one, which is uh, follows the line of Ben, who marries Miranda. Um, Bailey um, and it's called Station 19 and he starts as an intern I've I've actually heard of that and he then goes and leaves he he gets his way through becomes an intern resident blah 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 and then leaves and goes and becomes a firefighter and that uh, spin-off was back in 2018 so two very successful spin-offs as well yeah oh look uh, for sure look it's been Isaiah Washington was in it as well I I really liked it back at the time I I don't uh, know why I stopped watching it Um, it wasn't just because of Sandra Oh but she was my favourite character at the time. I think they um, were all utterly brilliant, compelling yeah. show. A lot of you, you got to get used to the kind of blood and gore and 
medical yeah. bits of the drama, but it has some tense moments. I was, and I was the, actually surprised by you because I know how bad you are with but, that kind of but stuff. But Kim, some of the scenes and cliffhangers, there's a plane crash, there's a shooter in the hospital, Meredith drowns and comes back to life and, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the most recent series gets COVID and is in a coma and, oh so, you know, goodness. and then lots of them die. So oh, wow. <laughs> it's a lot of drama yeah. and it will make you laugh and it will make you cry. How many times have you watched uh, the whole um, seasons of this show? I know you're on... What? How many? I've made my way up to as far as season 11, Kim, at the moment. And how many times have you watched? Once. Oh, I thought yeah. you'd already watched. Well, no. The last time you watched it, what did you watch up to? Oh, I watched about season one, maybe a bit of season two. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm yeah. up to season 11 and it is gripping and has a fantastic banging soundtrack all the way through it. But this song seems to appear a lot unsurprisingly because it's called How to Save a Life. Oh, wasn't that the theme song at the start? No. Oh, my goodness, no, Kim. That's totally different. Oh, no. okay. So, stars, what would you give Grey's Anatomy? Well, considering I can't really recall it because it was a little way back for me. But, um, look, I I know I did enjoy it. I know I wasn't enthralled like you were. Um, So I'm going to give it three. And I'm going to give it a five. Wow, that's big. So let's play the fray and how to save a life. Uh, You are listening to The Girls on Film here on Radio Caram. The fray there and how to save a life. You listen to The Girls on Film here on Radio Caram. Gee, I love that song, Kimmy. It's a great one, isn't it? An oldie bit of goodie. An oldie but a goodie. So we're going to bring it home. Um, well, there's been a lot that we have reviewed for you today. And Kimmy, what are the scores that we've got for the girls on film this afternoon? Oh, I like the sound, the backing sound. Um, Air came in at number one, obviously. A great blockbuster smash hit uh, movie that's currently uh, you know, showing at all uh, major cinemas at the moment. Um, we gave it uh, 4.75 because you matched me. Uh, not having seen it. So it's a big 9.5 for that one. Uh, coming in second um, out with eight points uh, because you gave it five and I gave it three was Grey's Anatomy, your favourite series, I think, of all time, isn't it? I think it's close, Kimmy. Yep. And um, look, Dungeons and Dragons got a, a reasonable score of uh, seven, having you you match me again at three point five, and then coming in um, with a mediocre score of Murder Mystery Two with a five, uh, having two point five uh, stars apiece, uh, was um, yeah Murder, Murder Mystery, Mystery Two. two. Well, you have been listening to the girls on film, watching movies and TV shows, hopefully to get you guys excited to go and watch them too. That show went really quick today, Carenza. I keep on. I, I wish we could do a double show. Maybe we can do a double show. I'll tell you what, as well, people are saying, as well as being girls on film, could we be girls on film and a book? Oh, that sounds good, although I'm in two book clubs already. Oh, well, maybe have being in the book clubs, we could, could just actually easily review, review a book. That's so we right. might try and add a book maybe next Every week. now and again. Every now and again. We'll do well, a maybe if we do an hour and a half show, we might be doing that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it's been lovely chatting with you today, Carenza, and I look forward to seeing you in a fortnight's time. Absolutely. Don't forget to tune in to Radio Caram, your fabulous local radio station and this is the girls on film we'll see you in a fortnight's time ciao for now